0: It's game day, Wisconsin. David Gilwood from the three. 25-30, 35, 30, 30. it's blocked midfield. A chance to return the over kickoff for six. He'll take it to the house. It's blocked, unbelievably. Wisconsin with a chance to pounce. Touchdown, Badgers. Unbelievable. Simply shocking. Stalker, touchdown. Taylor an opening, and Taylor into the secondary! Jonathan Taylor! Can he take it to distance? He can! Touchdown, Badgers! Live from the best college football town in the world, this is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day.
1: We are live from Regent Street for ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Guys, this game... Feels like, in this day, feels like something we haven't felt in so long. The people are trickling in on Regent Street. People are coming into our tailgate. I see a lot of Gophers fans. Kind of exciting, not going to lie. But just the atmosphere feels like a college football town it feels great
2: it it does feel great i I wondered how it would be right it's thanksgiving weekend you know the the badgers haven't been the team we thought they'd be all year and minnesota's been darn respectable all year and i was thinking i wonder what the energy is going to be like today i wonder if it's going to be a little bit softened but man i can't believe it i feel the energy here it feels like for better or for worse it feels like the biggest game of the year
3: and you mentioned it for better or worse you know, there might not be a ton at stake. Nobody's necessary. We gotta need a lot of things to happen to really win the West and this and that. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but I feel the energy today, Brad. It is 50 degrees. It's Beautiful. sunny. It's Beautiful. sunny out. It was such a bad week of weather we had about a week ago, and now it finally gets nice. I feel like when Wisconsin plays at home this year, except for that Purdue game, it's nice out. I, I- you feel it. Yeah, you- you the energy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm very excited. Today is going to be a superb day. It will. I'm excited for it, and
2: for a lot to play for. Man, Mm -hmm. we're going to get into this later, but that Paul Bunyan axe. Not only do I think it is the best trophy in all of college football, I mean, Paul Bunyan an axe. We're playing (laughs) for an axe. How great is that? It, It means a lot to both of these programs, both of these teams, players, and coaches. And I can tell you, behind the scenes, energy level is higher. The, it really? feels a little bit different. Coaches, coaches' verbiage is a little bit different. They try not to make it anything more than the game, but they also want you to appreciate this game. And I tell you what, everyone's appreciating it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light and presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Molly Brown alongside Brad Nortman and Colin Russo. Brad, I'm looking forward to all the stories we're going to hear today because I know that you are a story guy. I can't wait to hear all the Minnesota stories that you've got. (laughs) But, guys, this is the 133rd meeting between these two teams.
2: Unbelievable. It is staggering. Colin, you told me a crazy stat right before we got on air. Yeah, it was. was, I I was was doing
1: a little bit. Hopefully I'm not
3: spoiling one of Hunter Vaughn, our producer back at the Park Bank, ESPN Madison Studios. Trivia questions we'll have later today. But the largest margin of victory between these two teams in their 130-something years of history was in 1890 when Minnesota took us down 61-0. to 61 wow. points. Ouch. How about we break that record today, yeah, Brad? how about that? I'd be into that. We could score 67 points. They could score zero. Hopefully I didn't spoil one of Hunter's questions. But I thought that was a very fascinating uh, little trivia bit about this This. Uh, this Quite a historical like rivalry. Well, like it's not eight, talked
2: about enough. 1890. I mean, you're talking about that's just as close to the Civil War as it is to World War One. Unbelievable. It <laughs> is unbelievable. That's Think crazy. about that for a second. Way to pl- yeah, yeah. we placing
3: this in history a yeah. little bit. But honestly, quite a historical rivalry. It's quite. It's not talked about enough. College exactly. football rivalries drive back hundred, like a, over a hundred years. That's absurd. Yeah. And honestly, you know, we talked about Nebraska and we were poking fun at that game last week about how that. Freedom trophy is a joke. and it's You guys love
1: that freedom trophy. Yeah. I was <laughs> listening last it's, week. It's
3: a waste of time to, to kind of label that sort of thing a rivalry when we absolutely kill them every time we play them. But this, this is a rivalry, Brad Norman. I'm very excited. Molly, this is going to be quite a fun pregame show. And I have a theory why the rivalry isn't more nationally known
2: as being so, uh, you know, uh, talked about or yeah. angry at Ew, each other. Here's why. It's simple, really. I think the people of Wisconsin and Minnesota – just too darn nice. We're too darn nice to each other. I think that like look, there is there is a bit of uh, animosity. An animosity, right? And like this week there's a bit of a bit of like hatred for the Minnesota Gophers. And I, I won't I won't lie, I don't I don't love to see the Gophers do well. But a lot of these other rivalries, there is a actual outpouring of, of hate. And don't get me wrong, you'll never you'll never misunderstand me for a, for a gopher lover.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Are, are, really? Sure are we, done, are we done sure done about Brad? We, we, we might that hear later. about that in the That's next right. segment. <laughs> we That's might right. have to
1: talk about that. But, guys, I think about last year's win that Minnesota had over the Badgers, that the biggest thing that I remember from that game, couldn't tell you anything that happened in the game, right? Couldn't tell <laughs> you a thing. Don't remember. It seems like it was forever ago. But they played jump around at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. I vividly yeah. remember that. Like,
3: If that is, doesn't stir animosity – That will do it. I don't know what will.
1: That absolutely will do it.
3: I I hate when people... Use
2: jump around in vain as a way to like attack us. I mean, I, honestly, it's it's kind of cool because we have such a well-known tradition, and they and don't it's so associated with us yeah. that people need to row use it as offense. Yeah, uh, row I, the I boat. Guess. <laughs> you yeah. can take row the boat. We'll keep jump around. Yeah, they can take that. And yeah, uh, but I do remember that. I was I was angry watching that, and that was our. It kind of felt like the game was
3: lost at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's just extra salt on the wound. Brad, you mentioned animosity between the two programs. I agree. Madison is a very friendly place. The west generally is a pretty friendly sector of the united states i'm a i'm an east coast guy i didn't grow up in wisconsin i'm a wisconsin fan but i hate minnesota i think their fans are annoying i don't <laughs> like their i don't i don't like their team i hate their coach alex strove is not with us this week oh. he also hates their head coach pj black calls him a Fleck. schmuck right calls yeah. him a schmuck but ultimately i don't like a thing about this uh they got very much little brother tendencies. I don't like a thing about their program. I hope we pound on them today and kind of take back what's rightfully ours. Let's put it that way. They caught us off guard last year. It's not going to happen again. I think we need Colin Russo in the locker
2: room. Given these, the- I'm speech, so huh? ready.
3: I'm so ready. I would totally give a pregame speech. <laughs> that they're a guy who hadn't played football at Wisconsin <laughs> and will never play football at Wisconsin. I could totally get in there and get a little energy going in that locker room. I'm sure there's already plenty. Oh, there is. With Jim Leonard first year as a head coach in this Axe game, I think he's going to get
2: this team ready. Well, and I think a particular place of energy is uh, we always had the Axe. We were part of a 14-game win streak where we just, I mean, playing Minnesota was otherwise a nice check mark on a road to bigger and better things each year when I was playing. It was just the teams I was on. Sure. So I never experienced that feeling of running across the field, Mm -hmm. grabbing the Axe, And reclaiming it for yourself—we always had it on our sidelines. Yeah, you could kind of, you could give it a hug, you could pet it, you could give it a kiss, you could do anything you want with it. But it's ours on our side to go over to the other sideline and take it. Boy, now that would be a feeling. I hadn't even thought about that. Like,
1: that's got to feel so good to. And hopefully, hopefully, the Badgers get to experience that today, right? Like oh especially after coming off of last year coming off this crazy season Paul Chris getting fired Jim Leonard coming in nobody knows if he's gonna be the head coach this game could potentially be big implications for his future as the Wisconsin Badgers head coach right yeah that's a great point Molly and one of these things you
3: mentioned out this season has been rocky to say the least it's been up and down we've had a lot of highs a lot of lows but ultimately, I think we like where we're at currently. You know, we got a guy who we think's gonna we're gonna keep around in head coach Jim Leonard. We got a lot of good players that are looking to come back next year. We got a relatively a team that we're not gonna lose a ton of guys, other than like stars like Keanu Benton. But ultimately, we're gonna have a lot of these guys back this year, next year, hopefully.
2: You, you know, throughout this process. There was some discussion of well, who's going to be our head coach? If not Jim, then who? It seems to be a, a understanding that Jim Leonard will be named the next head coach in the coming days. And what a way to send the program into a positive trajectory—to put his his fingerprints and his physical stamp on it—to say, you know what, this whole Minnesota-Wisconsin rivalry, the time of it going back and forth—that's over. I'm putting my I'm putting my my fingerprints, my touch on this, and um, this is going to be our first big win big first big signature win of the jim leonard era
1: absolutely espn wisconsin college game day is presented by coors light when you need to refresh on game day choose the beer that's as cold as the rockies cold filtered cold lagered, and cold package for peak refreshment when the mountains are blue you know what to do and that is crush a coors light 2022 coors brewing company golden colorado but yeah guys i mean there's there's speculation that Jim Leonard may be hired after today's game there as they can hire as soon as literally right after the game sure. right yep. they could do that or tomorrow because they posted the job last week I yep. mean do you think if he let I don't want to put this out in the universe but if the Badgers don't win this game if they lose in a bad fashion lose, lose in any fashion at this point is that job for him in jeopardy or do you think that it's pretty solidified that he's got this he's gonna be the future of the team he's the future of everything what do you think my stance
2: is he's going to be given the job either way. Now, if, if we can, if he can go out with a good signature win and reclaim the axe, it would all it would all the more give McIntosh the confidence that he is the head guy and the right decision was made. I don't know, even if we lose, I think you look at the body of work and what he inherited a couple months ago. That feels like six months ago. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That feels like a long yeah. time ago when Paul Chris was fired. But you give, you're given what he inherited there was legitimate concern we wouldn't make a bowl. I mean, very yeah. real concern. We, this Even time last week! Even in the last week! So true, very true. So, through it all, he was able to right the ship. He was able to get the program going back in a positive direction. And it, darn it, it looks like the guys like playing for him. And And if they're going to put their money where their mouth is, today's the day to show it because they've been saying over and over, the guys on the team, look, if Jim's here, I'm here. Yeah. Right, so if we hire Jim, we can not expose ourselves to a max exodus in the transfer portal. But the the guys made it clear they want him to be the head coach. So I I don't think he's in much risk now. If it's a sixty-one to nothing, uh, that's 19, what I was gonna 90, say. That was well, is there um, a
3: loss in which? The job is in jeopardy. Oh, because there question. a type of loss in which you you take a second look. I think there is. You take a second look and you take a little bit more time making that decision. I do. I mean, if we're if we're talking
2: extremes, if if we're if we lose by forty, like like in the same way that we lost to Ohio State, where it just, just so clear that we were outplayed, out coached. They just had us from the beginning. I yeah. think there would be pause. I don't think it would be enough to supplant him and bring somebody else in, but it'd be enough to say. We're not naming them on Sunday or Monday um, or today. I, I
1: don't think we got to worry about Minnesota putting up 40 points. I Come on, so guys. They <laughs> very, they're very similar to Wisconsin, and Wisconsin yes. is not putting up 40 points on anybody that's, at this point.
3: That's very true. We lose by 14 points. They put a pause on it. Ooh. No, no, no. no. I agree. I don't. Think I, so. I think you get into the three touchdown territory. I think they take a second look. Uh, but it, I think by two, if it's a bad game, a couple guys get hurt. You don't know what's going on with Braylon Allen.
1: Do you think it's yeah. too late for them to take a second look, though? Because I mean, there's already coaches being hired around.
3: I also think the fact that Lance Leipold, who was Mm -hmm. probably going to be our primary candidate if it wasn't Jim Leonard, the fact that Kansas has kind of fallen off the map a little bit, they hired him to an extension, they clearly like what he's doing with the program, and he seemingly likes it there. I also think he hasn't become that much of an A-list candidate based on his second-half body of work. So, honestly, I think it's making McIntosh's job a little easier. I think he doesn't necessarily have to overthink his decision, trying to get another Wisconsin guy in the mix. There's a ton of internal lobbying, like you said, with the players. I think, ultimately, McIntosh is looking – Chris McIntosh, our athletic director, is looking at this game like, win, and you're good. Lose tight, I, I like the decision we made. I'll ultimately, I think, they, internally, they made that decision. It's the struggle
2: between thinking short-term and long-term. I think, I think anyone would agree Jim Leonard is equipped – has the personality, has the uh, ability to lead young men that you want out of a long-term coach. He's young. He represents everything you want the Wisconsin program Mm -hmm. to be. Yes, would a bad loss make the short term a bit more challenging but I think McIntosh is thinking not only this year not only 2023 I think he's thinking five and ten years from now yeah. like we can have a guy that could be a long-term solution and guys are starting to go as you said Molly Lance Leipold agreed to a deal you see Matt Rule yep. in Nebraska I don't know if we're gonna talk about that later, but I'm spicy, sure we will that's a good hire it's a good hire, a good hire, I a good hire. but I, th- I think that I think everyone's pretty confident about it and um I just I want it for him. I want it for the team. It's easy to
3: root for this type of guy. You know the the players love him. He's he's a young guy. That's exactly what we want, right? You want a guy who can kind of grow into his own. And he hasn't gone anywhere else. He's declined the Green Bay Packers (laughs) of all places. Yeah, one of the most historic franchises, if not the most historic franchise in NFL history. He turned them down. To hang out at Camp Randall with us every Saturday. So why wouldn't we throw this guy a bone if he has the body of work?
2: You're right. And Molly, we talked about this a little bit before the show. There is an article that you saw and that we all kind of caught where there are some similarities between P.J. Fleck and Jim Leonard in some very interesting areas, and there are some very interesting differences between them in some interesting areas.
1: Absolutely. So Jim Poulzine wrote an article basically saying, I don't want to offend you, Wisconsin fans, but Jim (laughs) Leonard is much more similar to P.J. Fleck than you would like to think. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I know P.J. Fleck gets this bad rap of being over-exaggerating. The Over-animated. Wants, yeah. he wants to be the center of attention. Like, he runs out with his team. He does all, like, the crazy the stuff. Right? Yeah, the Yeah, yeah. The, the anti-Paul Chris, like, yes. if we're going to say it like mm-hmm. anything, right? The antithesis, right? yep. But, I mean, he has guys that are rallying around him. Like, granted, they might, they might not be having the best season this year. They've had success in the past. Not great success by any means, but... They've, they've gotten good, they play okay, they seem to like their coach, they seem to row the boat, they do all the things, that I think that Jim Leonard does bring that same energy. Like, he brings an energy that Paul Chris and this entire organization hasn't seen for a long time.
2: I think you're exactly right. And it's the things, those are the things you want to see in your head coach, you want to see someone that's enthusiastic, they're young, they can connect with the players, they can recruit, right? We've talked about that, how important that is for recruiting. And um, you know, just being willing to galvanize young men—it's it's so much easier said than done. And we've seen PJ Fleck turn a program in Minnesota that was okay to be now—I'd say better than okay, yeah. right? And and I think that that's a higher standard for Wisconsin. But I think the thing—there's a lot of similarities as that article said, and as you said, Molly. I think the one thing that people. Don't like about PJ Fleck, and that I like about Jim Leonard is there's it's rooted in authenticity. Okay. I feel yeah. like he's so authentic, turning down the Packer job, yeah. sticking to the loyalty all of his alma mater. I know I'm not looking to jump ship. There's an authenticity with Jim Leonard that makes him really easy to like and root for, and there's maybe a perceived inauthentic. Aspect of PJ Fleck. I love that. We're going to get into that later.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> A lot of opportunities for Jim Leonard, but there's also big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. Big just got even bigger. Starting pay at Stoughton Trailers is now $18 per hour. Hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for first and second shift opportunities. For open positions, including assemblers, welders, and more, go to stowjobs.com. That's s-c-o jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers, big opportunities. Guys, we will continue the discussion of Jim Leonard, I'm sure. And also, I want to get into some of Brad's stories because he may not be a loyal Wisconsin person. Brad, throwing that around. (laughs) Stay (laughs) tuned. We'll talk all that next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College, Game Day on ESPN Wisconsin.
0: The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College, Game Day.
4: With your the makes no sense at all. here's the punt coming from kusa oh he
0: fumbled it it's blocked unbelievably wisconsin with a chance to pounce who's got it <laughs>
1: Simply shocking. Hearing those clips just gives you chills, even though it's 50 degrees and sunny and beautiful in Madison. On Regent Street, this is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light and presented by Pelo Windows and Doors. I'm Molly Brown alongside Brad Norman and Colin Russo. Guys, we teased it a little bit. Brad Norman. You seem like you're a ride or die Wisconsin Badger, but Uh, I think a little birdie told me that you might not be all that. What's the story there?
2: I want to preface this Uh, by saying, You better be careful here. By saying, (laughs) I am ride or die Wisconsin. I got nothing for love for all you Badger fans out there (laughs) and all the Badgers that I am. I I bleed red and white, literally. However, there was a time in my life where I did not see things so clearly. So, here, I'll I'll take you back. So, it's my surprise some Badger fans out there. Surprised my co-hosts today, in fact. So, when I was being recruited, I wasn't planning on being a punter in college, okay? I was more focused on being a linebacker, tight end, I was getting nibbles from small schools, Ivy League, um, you know, some of the Mac schools, things like that. So I never really thought punting was a thing. I just thought I was good at it, and I could just smash the ball, but everybody could, right? So, (laughs) went to a national kicking and punting combine in las vegas when i was a d- junior in high school may my junior year so ah, very late, late yeah. very late in the recruiting cycle and i went in unknown unranked and un- unprepared for what big time recruiting would look like had a great weekend performed excellently and ended up leaving the camp second in the country wow, wow. so it, it i was thrust into it so with that, all the college recruits were there, uh, and all the college uh, coaches who were involved in recruiting were there. And then from there, I was just thrust into this world. I mean, all these coaches had my number, calling, texting me, inviting me to go to their camps. And I was overwhelmed, to say the, to say the least of it. This was never the plan. I never thought I could play actually co- co- you know, college football at a big-time level. The first camp I went to was the University of Minnesota. Wow. Oh, okay? boy. University of Minnesota. Uh, they just had the earliest one. It was like early June. Okay. And this is now like three or four weeks. Three or four weeks before, I was a nobody. Nobody on the on the national scene. So you're excited. You're so I'm stro- excited. Yeah. I'm like, there's actually a chance. Like if I can get one scholarship out of this, this would be unbelievable. So they're the earliest camp. Wisconsin had already offered another punter in my class. I should say that. I should say that. <laughs> so I go to the camp. I perform well.
1: He's really just trying to like, yeah, it, right. trying trying to to like hedge,
2: hedge everything, right? So at the time, there was a guy named uh, Coach Brewster was the head coach at mm-hmm. University of Minnesota. Kind of a um, kind of a used carsman sales kind of guy. Didn't really <laughs> didn't really love the vibes I got from him, but he was he was convincing. Kind of said all the right things. I go there, perform well. I drive back home that night. Okay, and he calls me. And he goes, hey, Brad, this is Coach Brewster. You did great today. Proud of you. Um, hey, I think I think you're good enough to play at this level, and I think you'd be a great gopher.
1: Ooh. Consider
2: me offering you a full ride to the University of Minnesota. When I, when I say that to you, what do you think? Do you want to accept? Do you want to come to Minnesota? So he put you he on got, the spot. Put me on the spot. And I didn't have the wherewithal to say, you know what, Coach, I appreciate it, but I'm going to continue my recruiting process. All I heard was, you've got a scholarship to a Big Ten school, to a respectable program that's a great academic university to. Like, do you accept? Like, if I offer this to you, are you accepting? Uh And I was like, yeah,
0: why not? (laughs) Let's do it.
2: So, I, uh, you know, just like that. A month earlier, I was a nobody. Now I'm committed to University of Minnesota, and I was pretty stoked. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty stoked. I'm like, man, I'm gonna play Big Ten football, and like, it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And so all these calls start rolling in the next week. Like, dude, what are you doing? You wow. are you're oh, totally- so you had people coming after you saying you went way too early. with Well, this. college coaches. Yeah, oh, they're like they're like wow. you don't commit to your first offer. You allow that to continue. Let offers roll in. Right. And and Brett Bielema being one of them. And I was a card-carrying Wisconsin Badger fan, right? Grew up in Wisconsin. I love the Badgers. Um, when you still start to selfishly think about where are my best opportunities, that was just what I felt was right at the time. So he called me particularly, and he's like, what are you doing? I thought you were coming to our camp. I was going to offer you there, all that kind of stuff. So it became so overwhelming. I said to all the colleges, you know what? I can't take it anymore. I'm committed to Minnesota, and I don't want to hear it. So you blew him off. So I blew him off. Um, I still got other offers rolling in. Um, but they understood. They just like, just in case you want to come back. Just in case you want to reconsider, know you have an offer out there. Cool. But I just needed to slow down because it's all too fast. Coach Bielema did not heed that warning. He stayed on me. He wow. stayed on me. And uh, he's like, come to a game in Madison. Just come to a game in Madison. I know you're a Wisconsin kid. I know you're a Badger fan. Just come to one game. So I we went out there. I went to the first game of the year when Wisconsin played in 2007. And... I went to the game, stood in the stands, experienced everything Madison is like a beautiful experience like it is today, and I thought to myself, "Oh crap, I'm decommitting. <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> I made a mistake." And it's quite quite clear to me now. Um, so, but that summer. You can see me wearing Minnesota. (laughs) So you were decked out in the gear, walking in. I was the classic high school recruit. You were around in Wisconsin (laughs) wearing your Minnesota gear. Did you get those
3: looks from people? Like, what are you doing? Yeah,
2: I wore the Wisconsin hat, the T-shirt, the sweatshirt. I mean, just like your classic, I'm going to play football in the Big Ten unashamedly and walking around in Badger territory wearing gopher stuff. But
1: that's got to be so scary, though, right? Like, as an 18-year-old, you probably were 17, 18. like. How 17. how scary is that to kind of go back to this first Big Ten school, this big school that said, "Hey, we're giving you an offer," and say, uh, "No, I'm going to go to your rival instead." Like, That's, was that scary?
2: It was scary. I knew. I mean, I knew it in my heart of hearts. I did the whole thing right. I, I did like a pros and cons list. <laughs> I was like, I mean, all these things to try to like dissect it, right? But in my heart of hearts, like even right, even right when Wisconsin offered me a couple weeks after Minnesota did, I was like, "How am I going to say no to this? I love right. Wisconsin. Like I'm through and through a Badger fan." So. Um, Finally, at the end of September, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to decommit. I'm going to commit to Wisconsin. So I call Minnesota, right? I call my special teams coach and recruiting coordinator. I say, Coach, I I say all the right lines, right? I say all the right lines. Coach, I appreciate everything you've done for me. It means a lot to me. You know, you guys have a great future. I just, I feel like my heart is telling me to stay in Wisconsin and go to, you know, go to the University of Wisconsin. I'm so sorry um, but I'm hoping for all for the best of you guys, right? He was cool. He was like, okay, I understand. I'm sorry to hear that. You need to call Coach Brewster, though. You oh. need to call Coach Brewster and, and coach. tell him. Head coach. So I'm dialing the numbers. I'm like nervous? Hands, yeah. shaking, hands shaking <laughs> with the with the phone to my ear. And I call him. It rings. It rings. It rings. It goes to voicemail. Oh, you so got I lucky. So I got very lucky. I left a voicemail, and I encouraged him to call me back. I was like, coach, call me back. I want to talk to oh, you. Oh, so you this. told him in the uh in the yeah. voicemail. I told him I'm be dec- decommitting. Thank you for everything, but please call me back so we can talk about this. Never calls me back. <gasps> Never calls me back. Can you believe that? Wow. So you know it was very much a hard moment, but it was right on the heels of calling Coach Partridge, who was my social teams coach and my recruiting coordinator. He put it on speaker with all the Wisconsin coaches and Brett Bielema, they're cheering, they're saying, Welcome home, like you know, you were destined to come wow. here. You're gonna be wearing the red and white next year on the field playing. And it was it so it was a great moment, um, at least for the committing side to Wisconsin. But there are still some pictures out there floating around. we got to find some I was going to say, Minnesota. you're going to have to find those photos. Uh, yeah, I've done my best to scrub the internet dry. Yeah, scrub the internet dry. <laughs> um, but, so this like goes into then like when I played them, right? So we played them. My freshman year, I started as a true freshman. Brewster is still the head coach. Wow. Every punt was an all out punt block by them. Every punt. You noticed that, He's huh? He's trying wow. to send a message, yep. Trying to send. Did he ever? Did he? Did he get a lick on you? Did oh, they... Well, no. They never got a punt, and they never got close to one. But you had, you know, when you punt the ball, you kind of do like the pro jog. Yeah. You know, the kind of <laughs> the, the punter trot sure. down the field, so to speak. And there would be some Minnesota guys that were they're head hunting, Wow. Which is kind of a, it's a not a cool
3: move, right? Yeah, I mean, oh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm You're just the a 17 year old guy. Yeah. Who was a linebacker three weeks prior, and and now I'm getting
2: called by LSU. That's right.
3: So my head was
2: on a swivel that game. But 4-0 against the Gophers, and um,
3: it all worked out. Wow. It all worked out. Awesome. How about that? He didn't didn't call you back. He didn't call me back.
1: That's got to make you feel better about your decision, too, knowing that you didn't go to a school that they didn't even have the – Decency to call you back, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, that's Maybe what I thought. It, it,
2: it, it sort of affirmed my decision, right? right. I was like, you know, you, you don't either respect me enough as a person to talk about this in in person, or you're just you're letting your you're emotions. Go you're better. You're better. Yeah, you're, you're better. Better. So, um, I for all the Badger fans out there, I apologize, but I'm with you. That's it only a short that's laps,
3: It was only a short lapse of judgment, and. Uh, I'm a badger through and through. Brad Norman, summer 2007 was the biggest Minnesota Gopher fan you can find in the Big 10. <laughs> we Let will that be find known.
1: photos. We will find Let photos. Let that be
3: known. Us. Yeah. Summer 2007, Brad Norman, Minnesota Gophers <laughs> probably had posters on his wall at this and that. Dark days. Dark oh. days.
1: We will continue to preview the Wisconsin Badgers taking on the Minnesota Gophers, but first I want to tell you about our friends over at Carbon World Health. Carbon World Health is your complete solution for fitness, health, and beauty. Carbon World Health is the country's first medically supervised spa and fitness facility. They combine fitness, health, and beauty with cutting-edge science and impeccable service unlike anything you've ever experienced. Redefine find limitation in their state-of-the-art fitness facility, visit carbonworldhealth.com for more information. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light and presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin.
0: The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. From L.A. to Piscataway this is your college football scoreboard update driven by Metro Ford of Madison.
4: What is up, Wisconsin? I'm Hunter Vaughn. Your scoreboard update will start in Columbus, Ohio, as number two Ohio State leads number three Michigan. 20 to 17 at the half. Also going on in the Big 10, Maryland up 24 to nothing on Rutgers in College Park. That's 10:15 left to go in the third quarter of that one. And then there's four games left to go on the Big 10 schedule today. At 2:30, you've got your Wisconsin Badgers at home against Minnesota trying to take back the axe as the Badgers are 3.5 point favorites in that one. Also, Illinois on the road at Northwestern for a 2.30 kickoff. The Fighting Illini, 15 point favorites for that 2.30 kick. Also at 2.30, Purdue on the road at Indiana. Purdue, 10-point favorites. And then the 3 o'clock, to cap things off in the Big Ten, Michigan State heads to Penn State to take on the number 11, Nittany Lions. Penn State, 19-point favorites in that one. And then in the top 25, number one, Georgia. Close one against Georgia Tech, 10-7. Let's head back to Regent Street.
0: Metro Ford of Madison, Madison's trusted Ford dealership. Learn more at MetroFordofMadison.com. Morgan gets it off and feels the pressure and gets it out, and it's intercepted. Picked off. Caesar Williams looking for grass, and he'll be dragged down from behind. So, an exchange of turnovers has the Badgers back in business.
1: ESPN Wisconsin College game day tailgate on Regent Street. Guys, the party just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I feel like more people are trickling in. Our tailgate's completely packed. This is unbelievable. It feels like the best game in a long time. I think, Colin, you said it before, the Purdue game, great weather for that game, big game. That was homecoming. This feels like like homecoming.
3: This feels (laughs) like homecoming. I think also the fact that because Minnesota's very local and they have a very good fan base, with all due respect to them, they travel pretty well. And I think when Wisconsin plays there, I think Wisconsin fans need a reason to go over there to check out a game on the road. And same thing goes for here. People want to come down to Madison because Madison's just so great. These Minnesota fans want to get a lick of what a real college town feels (laughs) like and what a real game day atmosphere feels like. So they come down to Madison for the day on a beautiful Saturday, late morning, early afternoon. What's not to like? And I like the fact that you know what? You're right. We're a nice fan base. Nobody's getting heckled. Nobody's getting stuff thrown at them because they're a Minnesota fan. It's a very friendly environment. I don't like them, but I will say that from the comforts of here on this stage at this uh, at this Regent Street tailgate. But ultimately, I think this is a great day so far.
1: Yeah, ESPN Wisconsin College game day is fueled by Mountain Dew. Try Mountain Dew, zero sugar today. Do the do. Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, zero sugar now available in Mountain Dew, zero sugar. All the Dew, zero the sugar. Mountain Dew is a proud partner of the Wisconsin Badgers. Guys, this game, it's just, we talked about it with your experience, Brad. It's something like none of it. its It's such a big rivalry. It's the oldest rivalry, 133rd meeting between these two teams. They're battling for the Paul Bunyan's Axe. It's just got a different environment. And... I, There's so many rivalry games going on today, right? Like we heard in the scoreboard update, you've got the Ohio State-Michigan game. Uh, Do we consider Maryland-Rutgers a rivalry? I heard that (laughs) one. Big-time rivalry, yeah.
3: Down in College Park. (laughs) Got a lot going on. I would give Michigan-Ohio State the edge in their rivalry compared to ours, but I think us is a close second. Do you agree with that? I
2: would agree, particularly if we're talking in the Big Ten. Outside of the Big Ten, Auburn-Alabama. Auburn-Alabama is a big one. Texas-Oklahoma. Texas-Oklahoma. USC-UCLA, maybe. Um, There's a few out there, but I think... I think our rivalry deserves to be in that conversation. It's just as a historical aspect. Yeah. Just as a historical aspect, I think the hard part about. The, the difference between Minnesota and Wisconsin and all these other ones usually one of the programs is is building and is that kind of a mountaintop when the other one's a little bit out a Valley Absolutely. Very, very rarely are we having a top 15 ranking for both Minnesota and both Madison you know Minnesota had their stretch in the 40s 50s 60s where they were amazing um, you know there's a lull for both programs in the 70s and 80s but you know since the 1990s Wisconsin has been excellent so I would love to see this rivalry I'd love to see the national national attention it would gather yeah. if both teams were consistently top 25 that's why like look I mean I'm not actively rooting for any Big Ten program to be great out there outside of University of Wisconsin but darn it I love big games <laughs> and I love big games and I love big rivalries and if, if consistently Minnesota versus Wisconsin if we were contending for the current setup of like a Big Ten uh,
3: West title yeah. or both top 25 what a what a great stamp on this rivalry that yeah. that would be. I guess you could say the last time that really happened, and it's a rarity, like you said, uh, with both teams really being in it and good, was 2019 with Jack yeah. Cohn leading the helm. Mm-hmm. I believe with uh, Minnesota was like the eight team in that at that point of the game, and we were the number 12, and we took them down 38-17. Yeah. So, like, if we could have something like not like that, that's a little too much to ask for two teams that are sort of the second tier of Big Ten rosters I and mean, Big Ten programs, I should say. But a game like that every once in a while where there's a lot of implication involved and both teams you know are good. Like you said, you played them four times. You killed them four times. Yeah, you know, and, and this is – they always say this, right? All the
2: prognosticators say, oh, throw the records out, oh, you yeah. know, all Give that kind break. of stuff. There is some truth to that where it's there's a certain feeling of, you know, what doesn't matter how good or bad each program has, the energy is brought in this game. And I would go, I would go for this year in particular. When Coach Chris got fired and we were looking forward at the, the final yep. – gosh, eight games, whatever it was, if you could have said, okay Brad, you can pick the game that you want to win the most. Like if you could guarantee a victory, which game is it that you would prefer to win? It would take me no time. Really? Yeah.
1: I love that you say that because we caught up with uh, Keanu Benton, defensive lineman for the Wisconsin Badgers. We caught up with him this week on his weekly appearance on Rutledge and Hamilton. And he said specifically that this game against Minnesota is the reason he came to Wisconsin. How many guys do you think that that is the reason? I know it sounds silly that it's, oh, just Wisconsin, Minnesota. Like you said, there's not many years where they're both in contention for high Rankings in college football, right? But how crazy is that? That there's guys that are coming here specifically for this game.
2: And I think it's particularly the Minnesota and Wisconsin guys, Mm -hmm. the Midwest guys. It really feels different to us. And I would go as far as saying I'd be interested in in a poll between, you know, the Wisconsin and Minnesota players, the current and former. If you could say this here are your two options for any given season you can beat Ohio State but you lose to Minnesota,
3: Ooh. or you beat Minnesota and lose to Ohio State? What do you I, think? I think they would take the Minnesota route I think they because would if you're going to beat Ohio State, you're insinuating the fact that they're going to go to the college football playoff and they're going to be one of the best teams in the country, but you lose to Minnesota. They spoil uh-huh. it. So that's just like a classic Wisconsin where we spoil a game we didn't need to spoil when you beat probably a better team in Ohio State. Yeah. Ultimately, I think if they could guarantee the fact that they win the rivalry game, and I like the fact that you said, a lot of Minnesota and a lot of Wisconsin is in-state talent. Mm-hmm. These guys have had it brewing all growing up. They yep. know it's a historic rivalry. They grew up coming to this game. I imagine a lot of the in-state guys kind of grew up as a Badger fan or a Minnesota fan going to these games and watching these games and rivalry. I think it's awesome the fact that there's a lot of homegrown animosity, but competition that is stirred throughout the lives of these players. And like you said, Keanu Benton came to this school to play Minnesota and beat Minnesota. You can't say that a lot about, about a lot of games with, with certain programs. And, and when we were, when I was playing at
2: Wisconsin, and I know the cases now, we had the axe all four years. So there was no mm-hmm. time that the coach trophy case was empty. Okay? So crazy. This team has gone now for a couple years where that big old trophy case that says Paul Bunyan's axe on it. It the the void speaks volume. Is that what right? they do? It's just empty. It's empty. See, and, and it still has it on it. Yeah, yeah it still says Paul Bunyan's axe, and like there's like a light that shines on it.
1: Where and is this like trophy at? Where do they put it?
2: It's in the locker room. It's okay, in the locker room. and is that yeah. where
1: all of the rivalry trophies go?
2: You know, only the it, freedom trophy. During my, yeah, the the, the <laughs> that's in the, yeah. <laughs> in the back closet. Trophy. Uh. freedom trophies in the back closet. The um, so during my time, they've redone the locker room since I was there. The axe. So we had the axe and the. Um, Iowa one, whatever that pig is—I forget what it's called.
1: Floyd of Rosedale. Yeah, that's right. right?
2: Good job, giant S-C-M- pig. That's right. Yeah, I, I may exactly. have some
1: Iowa connections. Okay, not gonna lie. It's exactly <laughs> what you play
2: for—the Heartland big trophy. trophy. The Heartland Trophy. Floyd
4: of Rosedale is What's Iowa, of Minnesota. Rosedale?
1: Oh, um, just okay. kidding, Pretty guys. Close. That Both was last Iowa. All these trophies.
2: All these trophies. trophies. Who cares? <laughs> Playing for two pigs. How about that for Iowa? <laughs> but we, we had only the axe on display in the trophy case. So the, uh, the Heartland Trophy was sort of like back in the equipment room. You could see it, but it wasn't on display. Now I do know they have all three on display in a trophy case for each. But what do you bet is smack dab in the middle? Yeah. Is the axe? The you biggest, think they have the that light on it, it
3: when there's nothing there? Yeah, yeah that's like just like, yeah, like,
2: a, like a bigger, a it's, brighter spot. It's missing. Spotlight. It's, like it's yeah. missing, and and they're being reminded of that. You're reminded of that every day for yeah. a year. It's a, em- it's embarrassing. It's frustrating. I'm telling you, this is a, a win that these guys want, and they want every win. Don't get me wrong. But there is something about it's a rivalry game, right? Think about any of your rivalries, any any sport that you played. You had that where it's like this matters more, and this matters
1: does matter you know what else matters is planning an event and planning any event can be stressful and time consuming the planning production and performance offered at celebrations entertainment is the best in the business award-winning djs photo booths mcs and a benefit auctioneer will be on your team to help create a lifetime of memories to have your guests say it was the best party ever visit celebrationsentertainment.com that's celebrationsentertainment.com guys we got to get into a little bit of good call bad call like it I want to see where you guys land, but a lot of times I'm kind of in the gray area of this game, so we're going to play that next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light and presented by Pebble Windows and Doors of Wisconsin.
0: The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Stavi end zone. Ebrideris with the touchdown catch.
1: We're back from Regent Street. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light and presented by Pella Windows and Doors. I'm Molly Brown alongside Brad Nortman and Colin Russo. Guys, time now for a little bit of good call, bad call with our producer, Hunter Vaughn.
0: Good call? Good call! Or bad call? I got a
4: bad feeling about this.
0: On ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day is brought to you by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all.
4: All right, we're going to start off with the news of Nebraska hiring Matt Rule to be their new head coach. So I want to know, good call, bad call. Matt Rule will have Nebraska winning nine plus games a year within the next three seasons. Wow!
3: I'm going to start on this one. You know what? Bra- Matt Rule has done it twice. He did it at Temple. I believe he took took him three years to start winning games there after he won like two games his first year. Baylor, another example. They won one game, and two years later they're in the Sugar Bowl. You know what? Good call. I want to see Nebraska back in the mix. Hopefully he could do it again. Hopefully NFL didn't spoil his uh, his, uh, his skills at re- returning a college program back to stardom. I'm going to go with good call. I think that's a very good hire. I think that's the best type of guy they could have gotten. They didn't necessarily need to find like a true bred Nebraska guy. They didn't necessarily need to hire internally. I like that call there. Good call. Good
2: for Nebraska to go out there and mm-hmm. go get a big headlining guy. You keep coach for my Carolina Panthers these last three years, so I went ahead and I texted some players, some people in the organization to get their feel on him. Everything I heard was he was good during his time there. Um, transition from college to the NFL not easy, but he handled it well. And he just didn't quite get the personnel down, didn't get the quarterback. And there, the, the feeling was maybe he'd have like success in the NFL long term, but he is such a college guy, perfect for college recruiting, like, you know, sending building a, message, a program, building a program, and he, he's shown he can do it, I think this is a great hire by Nebraska. The Big Ten is better if Nebraska's good. I think in three years he will be winning nine games, and maybe even earlier with the transfer. Wow. Okay,
1: okay, Brad. I love the inside knowledge and scoop from Brad from the Carolina so, yeah, Panthers. Yeah, they all like him, huh? Okay. Uh, but I will be the third person to say yes, good call. I think that this Nebraska team isn't as bad as I think that we like to make them seem. I, I think I think there's a lot of similarities with Wisconsin kind of for their team. For sure. I don't know. Yeah. So especially seeing them beat the Hawkeyes yesterday, put a womping on that defense, that was, that was pretty crazy. Uh, so I say good call.
4: Now, before we start getting into the game today, since it is rivalry week across the college football. Good call, bad call. Rivalry week is the most entertaining week of the college football season. Brad, since you played in a rivalry week, what do you think?
2: I, The only other weekend that I think can rival it is New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Now, especially with the college football playoff being on those days mm-hmm. and all the New Year's Day bowl games, but there is something about rivalry week that you just you just see the colors of minnesota and wisconsin on the same field when you see ohio state and michigan on the same field it just stirs something in you it's after thanksgiving i will say that is a good call this is the best week of college football because of just all the emotion the energy the will behind these games and yes the
3: bowl games are great but it's just kind of a one-off matchup these matchups mean a little bit more i'm gonna piggyback off that i agree good call the bowl games can sort of be hit or miss. They got these weird bowl games that they got these middle of the pack ones that absolutely nobody cares about. So I agree, the New Year's uh, Eve bowls are usually really good. Usually the Rose Bowl, you've got the College Football Playoff in the mix. Those are when it's great. But the rest of it, I mean, I, Florida, Oregon State, I, I, you can miss <laughs> me. I don't know, but the. The idea that Rivalry Week, every year, same matchups. They know exactly what's going to happen. It's sort of everybody's building up to that. You got Michigan-Ohio State leading the pack and sort of that being that first game of the day every year. This is an awesome week. You feel it. It's all in the energy. It's the last week before we get into conference championships. I love this week. Good call.
1: Uh, yes, we are agreeing way too much. I say good call as yeah, well. Hunter, give us a, a good one. <laughs> aside from the bowl games, uh, yes, I think that these games are so fun. I think it's, again, you circle it on your calendar. We're in the middle of the environment. You can feel it today. Today feels like a completely different game than any other game this year. So I say good call for that one too.
4: Okay, you guys want a good one. <laughs> today will be the last game that Graham Mertz plays in Camp Randall Stadium. Colin, good call, bad call.
3: Good call. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of changes offensively. I hope Jim Leonard has the stones to really kind of build up and make those changes, especially starting at the coaching. We get into that more in the postgame show based on what we see today. I think they need to make a change at offensive coordinator. I think they need to make a change at quarterback. I think they will make a change at both. Good call, Graham Mertz, transfer portal or bench. This will be the last time <laughs> we see him really playing under center starting the game. I've been going back and forth on this one all
2: season and when uh, the first time I heard this take that he was going to transfer in the offseason was from our friend Mark Tauscher, and mm-hmm. William Tausch and I thought that was ridiculous I was like whoa that's a hot take but as the season has continued on the idea of it has grown more and more likely however even just at the sake of disagreeing with you sir <laughs> or so and changing this up I'm going to say it's a bad call I just Ooh. think that Graham has endured so much here and he's he's taken it like a man. He's taken it respectfully. He hasn't thrown anybody under the bus. He seems like a short of all the on-field things. He seems like a guy that has his head on his shoulders on the off, off side of it. It seems like he has friends on the team. It seems like the guys on the team like him. He likes Jim Leonard, assuming he's the next head coach. I think he's also going to look at the transfer portal and say, where am I going to go? Yeah. Who's going to want me to, like, you know, who's going to trust in me to just hand me the keys? Yeah. And I honestly don't think the Badgers have many good options. Nobody currently on the bench. And I think it's harder to get a great transfer quarterback than you might think. So I'm going to say bad call. He's back next year hopefully just a slight bit more <laughs> improved. I um, didn't know how to word yeah, that one. Yeah. How, can I, how can I phrase <laughs> this positively? He, he will be in the Wisconsin Badger jersey next year.
1: Interesting. I'm going to agree with Colin. Uh, I say good call on this one because I think that Jim Leonard is really I'm assuming he's going to get hired as the head coach of the Badgers, but I think he's going to step into this role and really want to shake things up. I think he's going to want to bring in a quarterback competition, whether it's from the transfer portal, the younger guys on the team. I don't know, but I think that he's going to say, we can't have Graham Mertz look the way that he did again next year, the way that he did this year. So I would say, good call. I don't see Graham Mertz coming back and playing at Camp Randall again, or to make it positive, he can't come back as bad as he did before.
3: Right? Okay. Oh, yeah,
1: that's yeah, a good way to put yeah, it. Oh, uh, yeah. Not as nice as your like, rendition of it, but that's all I feel.
4: Hunter, do we got one more? We do have one more. Uh, today at running back for Minnesota, they're, the Badgers are going to have to deal with Mohamed Ibrahim. Good call, bad call. Mo Ibrahim is the most dangerous non Ohio State player the Wisconsin Badgers will see all season.
3: The most dangerous non Ohio State player they've faced all year.
1: I'll start this one out. Yeah, go. I ahead. say bad call, because Jaden Reed, Michigan State. Mm, do you remember he yeah. lit Wisconsin's defense? Yeah. Oh my goodness! And maybe that was an unexpected one coming from Michigan State, but I think that he he did a lot against that Badgers defense, and I'm hopeful that today's defense will be able to stop Ibrahim. But they're also missing Nick Herbig for this first half of the game. So that's going to be interesting to see how this defense matches up with them, if there's other linebackers that get involved, all that. But I'll say bad call just because I don't want to give Minnesota credit for this really good running back that they have.
2: That's that's a good point.
3: You, yeah. go, you go, Colin. You go. You know, I'm going to go good call. You got to really look at his stats to really understand how good Moe Ibrahim is. He's been there forever. So is Tanner. Tanner Morgan's not even playing today. So you're going to have the redshirt freshman, Ethan uh, koliak Manis play. Who, and one thing that needs to be said about Tanner Morgan is he's been there for 100 years. And the last time they, they didn't have him starting a game against us, they lost 31-0 in 2017 at home. So Tanner Morgan's not there. You know, everybody in the building knows that both teams are going to be running the ball. So... This is a guy who's had 1,500 yards this year. He's had 19 touchdowns. That's He's had an incredible year. He's been available. He's, he's had 100 yards in every single game he's played into into completion. I think this is the most dangerous player. I think the Badger defense knows it. Maybe we shut him down. But uh, ultimately, I think this is the guy that they have circled on that uh, pregame scouting report.
2: It really is a, a situation of strength versus strength for the Minnesota running game and our defensive running game and i i'm gonna say good call i nobody in my opinion has done more for their team mm. than ibrahim no the offense run is run purely through him i mean they're they're not even attempting like 15 passes a game at uh, for minnesota so it's a combination of a lot of reasons for that but there's nobody doing more with less than ibrahim on the gophers and he's he's the guy that the offense runs through and runs around so i'm gonna say good call
1: Absolutely. Uh, Well, Jump Around is a tradition for your Wisconsin Badgers at Canopy. They also carry a long-standing tradition of working in the best interest of their clients every single day. They're rooted in the community, which is why they've partnered with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today guys i kind of want to get into more of that running back versus this wisconsin defense in the next segment because i think that's one that we've kind of neglected to talk about today and i think that that's probably going to be the biggest aspect of continuing to talk about that next this is espn wisconsin college game day presented by Pella windows and doors of wisconsin and brewed by coors life
0: the countdown to kickoff continues next you're listening to espn wisconsin college game day